Amen. Thank you, worship team. Great job, guys. And gals. Guys and, and gals. No, 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 I need that. Don't take that microphone from me. Correction. Well, I like to speak with two microphones just in case one fails. No, that's not true. I'll just start yelling. Uh, so uh, we, we had talked about this as, as elders, and if, if you haven't been here uh, to hear us chat about this, we have, there's uh, actually six different ministries that we support as a church. So the, the general giving that we get as, as a church, then we tithe 10% of that. And so we have six different ministries that we support, and one of those ministries is the Pregnancy Care Center. And it's a, it's a ministry that we used to financially support in the past, and we have several people here that serve like at the, the gala or the gala, depending on, I think gala sounds fancy. It sounds more French, like, you know, I don't know. Uh, so like things like that. And so we have a representative here uh, because uh, this is one of the ministries that we have decided to, to fund with our tithing as a church. So if you didn't know that, uh, uh, a percentage of what you give goes to the Pregnancy Care Center. So I'm going to call uh, Mark up and he's going to tell us about what our financial ministry supports and uh, all the things that, that they're going to be doing. So yeah, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, that's what the microphone's for. So. Is it on? Did, is it on? Okay, good. Good morning. It's awesome to be here. It's great to see you guys. Okay, I got to do this today. Okay, I got to get the mind right. It is super fun. To be, I call it gala, just to really mess with people. I go gala, and that really throws people. They don't know what that means, but I'll talk about that in a second as we move forward. You guys have been a wonderful supporter of the center over the years. Um, I haven't had a chance to be out here in the five years that I've worked for the center, so when it came up that, hey, you want us to come out and talk, I went, oh, that's mine, because I run this part of the program, and I get to cherry pick. So I said, that's mine. I get to go to the talk to these folks. So excited to be here. We're going to tell you a little bit more about what we do, for those of you who are a little bit unfamiliar with us, and try to give you some update of just what's been going on over like the past year and, and what's going on. There's, there's a lot of, of stuff happening. So it's, uh, it's been a wild five-year ride for myself personally. Um, I'm the development director at the center. So I, I run the fundraising piece of the puzzle. We are a nonprofit, a 5013C. And so we depend on amazing supporters like yourself and churches and organizations. Uh, I, I, we don't take government money. And I know some of you are familiar with Art Robinson's gift us. I can touch on that a, a little bit uh, as we move forward, but that is what we do. Um, I just, I like to always share our mission statement just to kind of set the precedence of what we're about. We provide hope in the midst of pregnancy and sexual health decisions. And so that's what we're doing, and, and we do that each day through our medical services that we provide. We do education, and we provide needed resources. So that's kind of how we do that. Um, we do that as a Christian, uh, we're faith-based, we're life-affirming, life, affir life starts at conception, and we believe that, and we support that child in the womb all the way up through after, even after that child is born. We do this, of course, the important piece that's really important that people will need to understand is we don't charge anything for what we do. Everything in our center that we do is free of charge, and that's because of you guys, and so nothing that we do costs anybody anything. And, and I can hear the front desk from where I sit, and it's so fun. I get to hear that conversation occasionally. 
well, what will it cost? Well, nothing. It's free. And, and there's always that pause and that you're kidding me. No, we do that for free. So we do that important. It's important to understand we do that with no condemnation. There's no judgment. Just love and acceptance. Whoever walks in our door that particular day, we're thrilled to see him, and we're there to serve. And so, and we are in downtown Grants Pass, so it can get a little strange sometimes. I'll let you just kind of think about that one. Um, yeah, I don't. Even, I won't even tell you the stories. <laughs> we don't want to go there. But we do serve anyone, no matter what. We just are thrilled they're in the door. And, and part of that process is stop being the best-kept secret in town, which is why we like to come to churches and talk about us. Um, you'll see billboards and, and anywhere we can advertise. Uh, we just want to make sure people know about who we are and what we're doing. Um, Josephine County, of course. There's some from Jackson County. We get people from Douglas County. We get people coming from the coast will come to us. Um, a, a side note is uh, Cave Junction. Uh, their center approached us in the past year, asked us to absorb them in, in essence. So they are part of our system now. So there, you know, there are two of us now, basically. So Cave Junction Center is pregnancy care center of Grants Pass Cave Junction. I know it's confusing. I can't handle it either. But they are part of our system, and, and we will be steadily increasing the, off, the, thing, the programs that we offer there. And the, you know, now it's pregnancy tests will be bringing in the ultrasound, the teachings, and all that. So that's an exciting uh, thing that's happened in the past year is we've had the blessing of being able to bring Cave Junction under our umbrella and getting to go around to some of the businesses and whatnot about a, three weeks ago. It was very encouraging, the, the excitement and uh, the reaction that people in the community had to, oh, you're here, that's great. We didn't tell them we've been there for like the last 20 years, but that's okay. <laughs> Like I said, best kept secret, we're working on that, but there is that, that overwhelming, oh, that's great, we need your services, we're so excited you're here. Um, we've been doing this since 1988, so 34 years in some form or capacity here in Grants Pass area. Um, we've served about 45,000 plus people, we think, if you do the math, and so we've seen a lot of people in those uh, many years, um, normally two to 3,000 a year. It includes 1,500 to 2,000 students. We do have a program that goes into the school. I'll touch on that in a minute. So we do get to see a lot of students in the public school system, um, which is kind of, might make you think, how do we do that? I'll talk about that. Um, people always ask me, so who do you serve? You know, and, and yes, anything from the 14-year-old girl all the way up into the, the 40s. And uh, most of our patients, uh, interestingly enough, are in that college age. Um, it wasn't what they were planning. And, and all of a sudden, they're going, what do I do? So generally, that college age woman is the person we see the most. We have four programs. I'm going to run through them real quick. I'm going to tell you how that program's done in the past year for those of you that are aware of us and kind of unwrap it a little bit for those of you that are wondering, so what is that all about? Um, first of all, most, most important is we're an accredited medical center. And, and so uh, I know there's a lot of misinformation. I'm, I'm trying to be nice today. Uh, and it's not easy for me, trust me. Um, you know, there's a lot of misinformation about what does a, a pregnancy center do. Our, we're overseen by a doctor, Dr. Emshar. Our nurse manager, she's an RN. 
uh, all the ladies that do the ultrasounds are RNs. And so we have RNs in the building, they're nurses doing all the work. Um, I know there's a lot of misinformation that says they're just untrained volunteers. That is not accurate. Um, we are accredited, which means we have to jump through a lot of hoops, follow a lot of rules, policies, procedures that are put together by an accreditation organization that looks over our shoulder every couple of years and goes, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying. We jump through a lot of hoops to make sure we can put that sticker on our door that means these are real, do real nurses in this building doing stuff. Um, 276 patients last year, 530 medical appointments. Um, I can only give you last year's stats, that's what I've got. That's a busy year. We are limited on how many appointment slots we have. That's what it boils down to. So to have 530 medical appointments, that's a lot. It's, it's busy. Our last quarter, the first quarter of this year was one of the busiest quarters we've ever had. There's a lot of people coming to our center to um, receive our services. Uh, interestingly, in Josephine County, the birth, the pregnancy rate continues to decrease. Our patient load continues to stay the same or slightly increase, meaning we're seeing a higher percentage of those that need, our, need services in the county. So we're excited about that. We're just limited by our size and staff. And so stay tuned. We're hoping to expand that. Um, our next one is called EPIC. And this is where we get to go into the school system and present a program that is abstinence-based. I know, I heard that. <laughs> so here's the great part. The state of Oregon, in its infinite wisdom, still considers abstinence a way to not get pregnant. Imagine that. I know, shocking, right? Bless their hearts. You can interpret that how you want. Fortunately, the state of Oregon still says that, which means it has to be presented in the school systems. We have a program that we put together called EPIC, usually about a four-day program, usually in the health classes, and our EPIC leader goes in there and does her best to encourage kids to think. I know that's scary, but apparently they can think. And we encourage them to think about how your choices today impact your plans down the road. And so it starts out with, so what are your goals? What are your plans? What do you want to do with your life? Where are you going? How are you going to get there? And what can mess that up? What decisions you make today can stop you from getting to where you want to be five years from now? And we talk about relationships, and we talk about boundaries, and we talk about what's appropriate and not appropriate. And, and so we talk about those things that cause kids to stop and go, maybe I should just rethink that path I was going down because I really want to go to college or do this thing in my life, and that choice today is going to impact that opportunity tomorrow. Uh, we do have a nurse that will come in and do an STI, STD presentation. I've heard it's pretty quiet in the classroom during that talk, because that's some real stuff, and, and she doesn't hold back, and she's very honest and upfront, and we make sure the kids understand, if you're in this activity today, the odds of you having an STD by your mid-20s is about like 50 percent, and so it's a good opportunity to wake some kids up, and if, even if we save one, 
one kid from making a poor choice. Uh, past year, we were in 10 schools. We had a great year. She started in January, so normally you start in October. She's a busy lady. But we got to be in 10 schools, talked to about 1,600 kids. These are the public middle schools and high schools here in Josephine County, both the school districts, and we'll be doing some in Jackson County too. Um, yes, we do the, the private Christian schools, and so that alters the talk a little bit, fortunately. But we're going, and they love us. Um, Three Rivers is mandated. It's our program that's presented because the teachers can choose. Um, and here in, in District 7, it's us. We're back in the high school. We haven't been in there for several years. So uh, we, we're seeing a lot of good opportunity there. So moving forward, let's talk about Journey. Journey is the program that is basically for folks that have experienced a, a, an abortion experience and need some help working through that, the trauma of that. And that might be somebody who's directly had an abortion. It might be uh, a parent, or, you know, a grandparent, uh, the father. Uh, it's just, it's a broad spectrum. It's, we have, it's mostly women. We do have a program for men. Um, it, we have the resources for that. So, you know, it, there's two involved, so I've heard, so. Yeah, think about that. But we do have that program, and, and it does a lot of, it's a 14-week Bible study, so it approaches it from a, a biblical perspective, and uh, a lot of healing and uh, uh, movement forward in that. So if you're ever interested in something along those lines, come and see us. Give Nancy a call. Um, we get everybody from, you know, the 20-somethings the all the way up. We had a lady who was in her 80s. She couldn't ever come into the sanctuary. She always sat in, out in the foyer in church because she just didn't feel worthy. And she finally went through our program in, in you know, late 70s, early 80s, and finally found recovery and healing and could come into church again. And, and she's just the joy that comes out of her because she finally worked through that stuff. So give Nancy a call. Um, it's said that one in four people in the pew, chairs, uh, in a church, have been impacted by an abortion in some way. So it's real stuff. Give her a shout. Uh, the last program we have is, is Pathways. It's sometimes my favorite. And today when I got here, I saw the little piece of paper for Joe's Place. So they're awesome. Um, our Pathways program, Joe's Place volunteered their location to, to have it there. So we really like Joe's Place. They're pretty cool people. So I'm glad you guys support Joe's Place. That's great. Um, this is where we get to teach moms-to-be how to be moms. And you know what's cool? The dads come too. And, and you know, we offer, hey, you want, you know, like a separate men's conversation over here? And they go, no, 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 we want to be in here. We got to learn about all that stuff that most of us guys really don't want to know, right? Um, but they, the, the, the moms and the partners are there. The, the, it's a 10-week it's a program before the child is born. Uh, we're, at, we're, we're limited by the size of the room, and we're so thankful for Joe's Place because they've given us a big room, and we're able to fill that. We, we give them teaching on all forms of subjects. We have professionals from the community come in and do that teaching. It's an earn while you learn, so if they show up, they get a punch on their punch card. They get to go into what's called the baby boutique and shop 
for stuff. And that's anything from diapers and wipes to clothing to the bassinets to the cribs. I got one hanging out in my basement waiting for the right person. Uh, but car seats, whatever they need to be successful. We got this really cool room stuffed full of it. And it's all donated by folks like you. Um, Delta tells me to always let you know we need diapers and wipes. Apparently they're not reusable. I haven't had a kid for a while. I'm, you know, I forget. But it, there's always opportunities. So it's an earn while you learn, and they get to enjoy that. And then afterwards, there's another 10-week course that they can be a part of just to connect and learn more stuff. Um, and so that's a pretty exciting adventure. Usually 50 to 60 uh, parents are in that program each year. And it, like I said, it's limited by the size of our room. So that's, that's a great one. And, and the reason I tell you that's my favorite program You'll get a mom come in for that free pregnancy test and the free ultrasound, and she's not sure what she's going to do. And usually it's, you know, there's, there's crisis, obviously, and we take time to sit down and have an intelligent adult conversation uh, where there's no pressure, there's no in-your-face, we don't try to scare anybody, we just treat people with respect and say, here's your options, how can we help? And there's usually, I don't know what to do. I don't have the supplies. I don't have the support group. There's that list of things. You know, you're going, I, I, what do I do? And this is where Pathways gets to go, we'll help. We'll be there for you. We'll be your support group. We'll connect you. Um, somebody from Options talked to me this, this morning a little bit ago, and, you know, we're connected. That's what we do. We get them connected. I'm living on the street. Well, let's take care of that. I'm addicted. We can help. I don't have food. I don't have this and that. We can help. And that's why Pathways is such a vital program because it steps along women who are in an incredible state of need and say, hey, you want a parent? Yeah, I really would. Let's do this. We're here for you. So that's why I love Pathways. It's a great program. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to wrap up a few things. I'm going to be out there afterwards Come and ask me the questions. I got literature. Please grab some stuff. I know some of us are a little beyond that parenting age. I get it. But you might know somebody. You might have a family member, neighbor, somebody who's going to need the help. That way you'll have the business card or the brochure you can hand up. Um, Galah, okay? Galah. Yeah, just. Um, October 13, 14, 15. Come and hang out with us one of those three nights, and we have a great presentation. There'll be a speaker. We'll talk about what we're doing. I'll even buy the chicken. How's that? Free chicken for everybody. You get a chicken. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> come and hang out with us that evening. We'd love to have you uh, come and be a part of that, that time. It's at the Parkway Christian Center and the whole center. Um, but that's that. Also, after a couple weeks after that, I'll have a tour of our center. If you've never seen our place, come and see us. It'll be a Friday morning. Come and hang out, walk around, see what we do. And I think I'm running out of stuff to talk about. Obviously, some of you know about our baby bottles because they're already disappearing out there. Um, if you're inclined to grab a bottle, put some loose change in it, that's great. We love what you guys are doing to support us already. That's a, that's a wonderful thing, these little gems. Uh, if, you, if you want, grab one. Uh, we appreciate that. Did I forget anything? I'm looking at you. Did I forget anything? <laughs> anyway, thank you. Love being here. Appreciate you guys a ton. Yeah. I always forget something. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, every week that I come up here and speak, I'm like, oh man, I forgot like the two most important things. So uh, yeah, let's, let's pray for Mark and, uh, oh, thank you for the microphone back. So yeah, uh, let's pray for Mark and, and, the, and the care center. So uh, Father, we know that this, uh, this pregnancy care center is, is near and dear to you. When you were alive here on earth as, as, as Jesus, the Son of God, you, you spoke of your great love for children and how we need to protect them. And so, God, we are partnering with you in that ministry and partnering with the Pregnancy Care Center. So, God, we just ask that you would guard them, take care of them, and continue to allow them to do great things. We are so blessed by them by Mark being here, by us partnering with him financially. So God, help us to continue to partner in multiple ways. And God, allow your Holy Spirit to put it on our hearts what we uh, should do in order to partner with them some more. So Father, we again, we just ask that your, your uh, hand would keep them safe and would bless them. And we ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Let's give him another round of applause. Thank you. Well, right on. Okay, uh, I only have uh, 45 minutes left, and I'm excited. We are going to continue uh, our study of the book of Philippians. Yay! And it's going to be lots of fun. And by continue, I mean this is the last week. Uh, so while you're, while you're flipping there, I did want to share uh, on a serious note if you didn't already know this, uh, Ruth Wood passed away. Um, and the Wood family, they were just really excited because they got to have her, her birthday party. So all those who attended that, thank you for doing that. It meant a lot to them. Uh, they seem to be in good, good spirits. You know, of course, they're you know, excited that mom, grandma, great-grandma, that she is in heaven with Jesus but at the same time, they're mourning. I don't have any details as far as when a celebration of life or anything that I just wanted to let you know. I know uh, she's near and dear. I, I only got to meet her a couple times, uh, but I'm excited to see her in heaven. So uh, it's going to be fun. She has had a huge impact on this church, on this community. And uh, so just pray for the Wood family. Uh, next Sunday, so the, not this Sunday, the following Sunday, we, it is our back to church Sunday. So if you were thinking about whether or not you wanted to come back to church, That'd be a good one. Uh, no, so what this is, is, is right, we, we get into a routine sometimes over the summer where we're kind of lackadaisical about, well, you know, sometimes we go to church, sometimes we don't, like, and hey, we went rafting, and, you know, it's fun. It's a great, we had a great time during the summer, and we need to start reestablishing what, uh, what our routine is going to look like, and so some people do, like, a back-to-school event. Well, we're going to do a back-to-church event. So there's going to be barbecue, there's going to be a potluck, there's going to be a, a giant bouncy house, there's going to be a petting zoo. So I mean, just like nothing for anyone to enjoy. So please don't come. No, no, please uh, invite everyone you know. Remember all those people that, that used to come here and now aren't going anywhere? Invite them, right? Remember those people that like maybe they're just not attending a church, they've never come to a church because it's kind of scary, they don't know if they'll like the people, invite them. This is a great time. We have plenty of uh, flyers to, to give you to invite them. It's going to be a lot of fun, even though I'm going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun, I promise. <laughs> sign up to bring food, sign up to serve. It's going to be awesome. 
Uh, one final note that I'm going to say before we get started is that next week, is, it is Back to Church, uh, and this is the end of our Philippians series, we're going to start a new series. I'm going to call it Driven. And, it's, and we're going to be asking the question of, of who's in the driver's seat and where are we going? Uh, so all, all the circumstances in our lives. So how, how does the Holy Spirit encourage us and help us when we are at work? How do we deal with tough situations at work? How do we deal with tough situations at school? Not that any of you are, are still in school. Some of you still are. And you're, you're asking that question. I, I want the Holy Spirit to lead me, but, but what would the Holy Spirit do in this situation, whether it's hypothetical or real? And so we're going to ask that question. Who's in the driver's seat and where are we going? So driven. Uh, really exciting uh, for me. Um, some of you are already asleep, which is really exciting. But here's what I want from you right now. Okay, we have these uh, connection cards, these beautiful, wonderful connection cards. Uh, write down a question that you might have. Right, we have this, this section on the back that's blank. Right, maybe you don't have to be really personal. If you want to leave it anonymous, like, what would God have me do here? What would, what would the Holy Spirit do if, you know, if I was going to allow him to work through me, what would he do in this situation? And we want to answer those, those tough questions about all those things in your life. You know, stuff like, hey, you know, maybe uh, my parents, you know, they're, they're having a rough patch. How, how do I communicate to them how much I love them and how to work things out? Stuff, stuff, stuff like that, okay? So we're going to write those down on the communication cards. And then uh, when we pass the offering uh, baskets later you can put it in there or you can put them uh, we have some designated slots in the back okay so all that being said uh, that's all the announcements I needed to make let's get started in our study of the book of Philippians so we are in chapter four which is really exciting uh, I, I put my phone on on airplane mode but it still has wi-fi and someone already uh, texted me a, a question, so that's exciting. Good. That, that works, too. If you just want to text it to me, that's fine. Okay, uh, so Philippians 4, we're going to be in verse 10, uh, verse 10 through 23, and we're going to study it verse by verse, word by word in the Greek, so pull out your Greek New Testament as well. No? Okay. All right. Well, okay. Well, maybe we'll just read it in English, so this is what it says. So again, chapter 4, verse 10. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In, every, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him, who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you, Philippians yourselves, know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply 
every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, to be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers are with me, uh, who are here with me. Greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. That's a really cool one. Uh, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Okay, Uh, I I love this passage, and I think it's great because uh, he's talking about the fact that uh, they are financially like sending sending money to him. It's, and he's like, hey, I, I appreciate that. You're the only church that has financially partnered with me and you've revived this back up. And, it, and it's cool because we get to experience that today with, with Mark and, and the Pregnancy Care Center where we have now revived our giving back to them because now we're, we're in a healthy place again. We're, we're on the right uh, path financially and spiritually and emotionally, and we are excited to partner with the ministries that we really uh, were sad that we had to stop our financial partnership with. So Paul is, he's, he's rejoicing with the church in Philippi, and I, and I know I've talked about it a lot, that Paul, he loves this church. He loves this church. He's just really excited about what they're doing, and so he's thanking them. He's saying, thank you so much for, for giving this financial need to me, and the, I think the, the verse that, that we, if you've been coming to church for any amount of time, or if you've ever seen a, a sporting event where people have this verse tattooed on their body, or maybe we put it up on the wall. Of course, I'm talking about Philippians 4.13. And I'm not here to burst anyone's spiritual bubble or destroy your biblical worldview in any way, but I don't think this verse means what we think it means. At least when you look at it in the context of which Paul is writing, it doesn't mean how we normally would interpret it. If you take this verse out of context, you would think that what it means is that we can do anything. Because Christ is strengthening us. So, there's, you know, a big pickup truck out in the parking lot and I can just go outside and pick it up because Christ is strengthening me and I can do that. And I, I just claim this verse and then I do it and then I go to the hospital. No, uh, so like <laughs> we, we use that verse and one of the things that I think is so interesting is that I remember I was watching this uh, boxing match and these, these two fighters, they were, they were getting ready and they both had this verse tattooed on them. They both had Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And they were like pointing to it and they're pointing to the cross. They're pointing to, to heaven, pointing to Jesus. And like before the match got started, I, you know, the announcers didn't bring it up. But I was thinking, well, who is the Lord going to strengthen more? Right? Who, who is truly able to do all things? Right? Is it the boxer that prays more that maybe the, the Lord will strengthen him so that he can conquer? You know, uh, were they training in a Christian gym? Or like, what is it that would truly empower one over the other? Is this not interesting? Guys, guys, we use this verse to say that we can do all things. And so these two boxers, they have this tattooed on them that they can do all things, yet one of them has to lose. So in that situation, they can't do all things. So then are they making God out to be a liar? Sometimes we use this verse uh, in inappropriate 
situations. Uh, I, I remember specifically there was a, there was a, a scandal where one of the, the men in, in, a, in a church that I was near and dear to, I wasn't attending at the time, but I had attended in the past, that one of the, the lead elder had had an affair and his life was crumbling apart. And so he made like a, a social media post about it and said, hey, you know, uh, just got a lot of bad stuff happening to me right now. Not really my fault, you know. It was his fault, you know. Uh, but taking no responsibility. And then the end of it, he says, you know, but I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I mean, it, yes, the Holy Spirit is alive and within us the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives within us. I remember uh, a couple weeks ago I had talked about how I don't like the phrase that God will never give us anything or more than we can handle because He will. He will give us more than we can handle, but He'll never give us more than He can handle. So what, what Paul, what he's really getting into when he says, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me, well, what are the previous verses what are the previous parts of this letter that he's writing to? That is the conclusion of what he just previously said. And what is he talking about? Yeah. So starting in, in, in verse 11, if you're still with me there in Philippians chapter 4, he says, Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be Content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is, this is the secret. If we take this out of context, we just say, I can do all things. And we claim that. We say, we name it and claim, I can do all things. What Paul is really getting at is the reason why he can do all things through him who strengthens him is because of his focus. Paul was very wealthy. He was very uh, influential in his community. And the Jewish community, he was, he was a Jew amongst Jews he was a leader. He was, he was persecuting the church, the church of Jesus. Because in Paul's mind, he thought that they were, that they were preaching a false gospel, that they weren't teaching the truth, that they were being blasphemous because Jesus claimed to be Lord, and they can't, so they have, he had to squash them out by persecuting them. And then Christ came and interjected himself into Paul's life on the road to Damascus, causing him to be blind, where then he um, you know, was, had a conversation with Jesus and then became a follower of Jesus. So he went from being uh, a man of great power, of great financial prowess, to overnight losing all of that And he's saying, I know what it means to have a lot of money, and I know what it means to have no money. 
And especially for those people who uh, maybe, maybe you've lived a couple more years than the rest of us. And either your hair is a different color or you've lost some of it or all of it. And you have had those experiences where you've had moments in your life, probably before you had kids, where you thought, I am so wealthy financially. I can do, I can do anything. I can, I can go and do whatever I want. I, I can do things. I can buy things. And you've had other moments where maybe you lost your job or maybe the recession hit or maybe your retirement funds that you thought you were going to have, they all ran out. You didn't expect to live this long. And now it's like, what am I going to do? You've, you've been there. You've been in those moments. And so have I. I've had moments where, where I've seen great numbers in my bank account. And now that I have kids, I have no numbers in my bank account. I've seen them both. I know what it's like. The difference is between Paul and I is that I, I used to worry a lot more. You know what I mean? When, when you're writing a check for something, uh, kids, a check is this piece of paper that has your bank account <laughs> numbers on it. And, and, and you give them the check rather than using your debit card because if you use your debit card, you know that it won't go through. So you got to give them the check hoping that it won't go through for a couple days. <laughs> I've been in that situation. I, I know what it's like to be in need. I know what it's like to have an abundance. The secret, what Paul says, is to do everything through Christ. If you're very wealthy, give, give, give Christ all the glory and give, give that money away or give your, if you have property, allow God to use that property for however he'll use it. If you have a really nice vehicle, allow God to use that vehicle for however God would use it. Because then, if, if in an instant you lose it all, well, you, you recognize that it wasn't yours in the first place. That is, that is what this, this passage means. That's, that's the heart. Of this, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, not because I can do all things, but because he can. Oh, you're good. Yeah, don't. If you guys ever have to like leave or anything, don't, don't apologize. I totally understand. <laughs> so what does this mean? Wrapping up the entire study of our, of our book of, of Philippians, what, what is Paul asking of? What is the Holy Spirit asking of us? Well, to wrap things up, it, it, it is both the most simple and the most complicated next step in your life. And let me tell you what I, what I mean by that is, do you believe that the words in this book are, are true? Like, like really true. I mean, it was written like 2,000 years ago or more. <laughs> That's why it's true. Yeah, we don't, we, don't change, we don't change what it says. We don't change what it means. We, if, we, if we truly believe that it still applies to our life, that's, that's step one. God is real and his word is true. And then if his word is true, how do we allow it to change us? Because when we measure ourselves against a guy like Paul or 
you know, who gave up all of his influence and became a missionary and did amazing things, but was also greatly persecuted by the same people that, you know, he was persecuting the Christians alongside. All the things that we learned in this book about giving everything over to Christ, giving everything over to the gospel, to believe that the things that are most important are the things that we can't hold, the things that we can't see. It's, it's eternity. And when we keep our, our, our spirit in mind and the Holy Spirit in mind, the things that are most valuable to the kingdom of God and to us becomes other people and not ourselves. And the more closely that we follow Christ, the more that we become selfless. The closer we become to Jesus, the more we become like Jesus, the more that we are allowing other people uh, into our lives to, to have things. We give away stuff. We don't consider anything to be our own. So whenever anyone is in need, we give it away. The closer we are to Christ, the less we are asking the question, how do I make sure that my needs are met? And instead we're asking the question is, how do I meet the needs of others? It is both simple and extremely complicated. Because every time the Holy Spirit reveals something in you that you know is not like Jesus, we hold on to it. We don't want to give it up. Well, this is my identity. This is, this is who I am. I don't want to give that up. Or sometimes we're afraid if we've been in a relationship with someone and maybe we've been sleeping with them but we're not married yet and we're worried that if we say, well, I know that Christ has called me to, to stay pure before marriage, but I don't want to lose my significant other. It is both complicated and simple to truly believe that the words that are in this book are true and that they are the ones that get to be in control. My encouragement to you is that I, I see growth in your lives. When I hear you asking for prayer for other people, when I hear you telling stories about how excited you are about the things that other people get to do, when I see you serving in our community and here at the church, you're doing great things, you're on the right path. And I love you and I'm so thankful that you have chosen to love me in return, and I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this next season. I'm excited about this season and the next season of our church. I have no fear. I believe in you. You guys are going to continue to do great things. We've already seen it. Um, I've only been here seven months, and we've had five baptisms. Five. Thank you. Um, and it's because of Jesus. It's because of our, our elders, our leaders. We are, we are constantly in prayer for you. We are constantly serving you. And, and the men that we have in, in leadership here at the church are men that I try to emulate in my life. So again, I, I know that we talked about this uh, two weeks ago and last week, but, but find people, find people that will help you take your next step into being more like Jesus. Get involved in a home group or a cell group or a community group, whatever you want to call it. Get invested. Have people that speak into your life. Serve in church and, and outside of church. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and to lead you 
And that's going to take us into our next sermon series. Uh, so again, I'm just I'm excited to go through this season with you. Uh, Christmas is going to be here before we even know it, and uh, it's going to be so fun. We're going to continue to do fun things together. Um, I'm going to call the, the worship team back up here, and we're going to praise Jesus for uh, another song together. But I need you to know from the bottom of my heart that I truly love doing this. You know, sometimes, sometimes pastors get up here, and uh, you know, not just at this church, but other churches, and, and it's, it's a chore for them. It's, it's, it's a job, but for me, this is, I, I'm just excited because I just get to be myself. So thank you for allowing me to be myself in all areas of my life, and thank you for allowing me to speak into your life and uh, for listening. We're going to pray. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. So let's pray, and then we're going to sing uh, together. So Father, we're so grateful for everything that you've done in us and through us. God, we're thankful for the, the Pregnancy Care Center. We're thankful for Joe's Place and uh, all the ministries that we financially partner with. We see them doing great things, and we are excited to partner with them. So God, help us as your church, as your bride, to continue to do great things. Help us to submit ourselves to you. And Father, we just love you so much. We're so thankful for your sacrifice. We are nothing without you, and yet you died for us. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. God, we love you so much, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. amen.